Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Kale Lawrenson, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get patron-only bonus stories, a sticker, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hey! This is That Story Show, people. I left her some guana. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. It's episode 360, brought to the week of November 5th, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hi, I'm John, and I'm an unsolvable paradox with a dry sense of humor. Wow. I had to Google that. I, I did. Are you a are you a, a postpartum insolvable paradox? Whoa. I don't know. Postpartum. Well, I, I didn't look that up, so <laughs> I you know I I had to come up with something creative, <laughs> and here's my secret: I googled weird things to say at an introduction, and that's oh, what I came up. Well, there you go. Hey, I've got a whole list of them now. What you ought to do is is do what I've done before. Is uh, I go to uh, SoundCloud where all of our stuff is hosted, and yeah. uh, I go through and I listen through the intro just until it gets to the part that you say because you say something <laughs> different every week, and it's just hilarious all of the various the topics and and things <laughs> that you say randomly. It's always never know different. what's going to come you up. Never know, and. Uh, it's it's always interesting and always great. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're glad to be here. It's November. It's a brand new month. I hope you had a great uh, Halloween, and uh, I hope you're safe, happy, healthy, and strong. And I hope the boogeyman did not get you, because mm. my kids, for the first time, John did not dress up and did not go hunting for candy. Uh, really, and not only because we were under quarantine still. Uh, but just they didn't show any interest in it this year. And uh, you know, so we we just bought candy and watched a movie. That that sounds a lot like what we Johnny's not interested because, you know, he's 15 and he knows everything. James kind of wanted to, but he doesn't have a pal to go with. And we live out in the woods now. And so yeah. like, there is a neighborhood kind of around the corner a little bit. So, you know what we did? What'd you do? I bought some candy. And I put them in bags and I hid them out in the yard, which we have two acres. So I kind of <laughs> hid them back out there. And um, and I said, all right, guys, I, I got a treat for you back out there. And I kind of gave them some guidelines. It's, you know, it's not going to be on the ground. It'll be about eye level. And it's not going to be in this area around the house. And so I made them go out there. And while they were out there looking for it, Amy um, took uh, little handfuls of candy and glow sticks and she hid little handfuls of candy with these glow sticks or throughout the house. And so they, it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt. So, they, <laughs> so that was how they did it. So they had a hunt outside and inside. That's right. Yep. Oh, okay. Good. I, I was thinking that the hunt outside was a deterrent or a, or a, or a farce to, to, to get them away from the house so that your wife could, ha- you know, hide stuff in the house. But I'm glad. No, that's that, exactly what it was. Oh, really? <laughs> but there was there was something inside the house, so that you okay. know, so while they were out there looking for it, I got she you. was hiding the stuff inside. Well, that's yeah. that's pretty uh, 
evil genius level yeah, right there. I, I took a note from your book, man. That's right. That's what you should do is tell them, hey, there's stuff out there. Just fight the squirrels for it. That's, that's <laughs> what you have to do. So, Throw some pecans at them. Yeah, we watched we watched a movie. It's called The Others. And if you don't like the others, yeah, have you ever watched it before? It's got no, the, it's scary. It's got Nicole Kidman in it. And yeah, yeah. If you don't like scary movies, this is the movie for you because I don't like scary movies. Then you should watch it because if you can make it all the way through the end, there's no spoilers here, but you will not be scared. Like, like if really? you stop it halfway, you're going to get scared. But at the end, you're like, there's, there's no scariness anymore. Huh? Yeah. So there's just like intrigue that's weaving throughout the movie. That no, uh, it's scary. Oh, okay. But at the end, by the time you get to the end, it's all explained. Ah, uh, so like an M. Night Shyamalan, na mama, na mama. Kind of like that, yeah. But there's no twist, huh? Well, there is a twist. I didn't want to say there was a twist, but there's there's a couple of twists. Actually. There might be. Okay. So anyway, I just remember the commercials from it, and then one of those parody movies came out, and they kind of made fun of it. Yeah. No, we we my my son does not like scary stuff at all, like at all. Like he couldn't even make it through Jaws. And <laughs> you guys decided they watched the others. So we watched the others, and he made it through it, and he was fine because. Okay. Even though right. it kind of scares you a little bit, um, and it's a slow burner, but it, it at the end it's not scary anymore. It's not jump scares, is it? Because those are the worst. There, there are a couple of those. Okay, great. Because, because Nicole Kidman. I mean, how how else are they going to scare you with her? You know, right? Good point. Good point. She, she. Okay. This was from two thousand one. She was very pretty then. I don't know that she's not now. I'm just saying she was at the height of her popularity then. <laughs> prettiness yeah does she, does she use her aussie accent or is she using an english one she uses or American an one? english accent english oh man yeah. okay and she's about the only non-english speaker in the whole thing everybody else i think is british or something so oh, i say anyway that, that's how we spent our halloween and i i hope uh i hope you enjoyed yours yeah and, me too i hope everybody had a good safe one yeah uh we always start with an opening story so this is from Camden, and it's called Cookie Crook. Hello, James and John. My name is Camden, and I am from Pocatello, Idaho. Po- mm. Pocatello, Idaho. I'm Not 17 put- now, but my well, story takes place long ago when I was the fresh age of five in kindergarten. Oh, boy. That means Uh-oh. it's a traumatic story, because if Uh-oh. you remember something from kindergarten... That means it had a lasting effect on you, and that means it was something bad. Every- I got a lot of memories from kindergarten. They weren't bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't. Well, some of them are, I guess. I don't have any like that. I don't have any good memories. So. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just kind of sad about it now that I'm thinking about it. And I don't, oh, I'm not sure I want to continue. Just, um, just get it. Huh? I was going to say, what about Camden? Maybe they've got a good story. Oh, yeah, maybe Camden will will perk us up. Every Friday, (laughs) we would enjoy a treat provided by one of the kids in our class and their parent. That's that's just a good memory. That's good so far. On this particular Friday, a girl brought cookies to share with us. So as per usual, we ate the treats at the end of class. That sounds delightful. 
Yeah. As we were getting ready to leave, our teacher had us sit down on the ground around her, and she told us that someone had stolen the leftover cookies. <gasps> yeah. I knew there was something bad coming. There we go. And they hoped that the person, she hoped that the person who had done it would come clean and apologize to the class. I knew I hadn't done it, so I waited with the others looking around for the culprit. It's, it's kind of like that new game, Among Us. There was an imposter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's loving that game these days. Yeah, and, and they should have voted some kids off the island there, but off the spaceship. But Room out the uh, airlock. Yeah. So after a while, she told us that the buses would be leaving soon, and my tiny heart started beating quickly because I thought that the buses were the only way home, and so there was going to be no way uh, that we were going to get home, and I was going to end up staying at the school overnight. So in desperation, I raised my little hand, and I lied about oh. stealing the cookie. That sounds like something little Johnny would do, oh. as, uh, as in you is what I'm talking about. Mm. Little Johnny. I may have done something similar. <laughs> so as I cried, she just told me not to do it again, and we all got to go home. The reason the story stuck with me for so long <laughs> See, because it was it was terrible. You're right. It was traumatic. <laughs> so the reason that it stuck with me so long was because I hid it from my family. I never told anybody until like sixth or seventh grade. And I find it funny that a silly little story like that bothered me for such a long time. Man. Yeah, but when you're thinking about it from the brain, uh, you know, and the location of a kindergartner, you know. Yeah. That's why you have to process it. Otherwise, it yeah. stays in that kindergarten section of your brain forever. Anyway. Yeah, when stealing I, all the other good memories. Yeah. When I sheepishly told my parents about it, they just laughed at me. I hope it makes it, you laugh, too. Anyways, thanks for reading mm -hmm. my story. I really, really, really hope it makes it on the show. Okay. <laughs> you got it. It made me kind of sad for Camden. I mean, some jerk got away I with know. stealing cookies and Camden took the blame. They got to eat extra and and they were sitting there sweating, thinking somebody was going to get them. And then all of a sudden, little Camden stood up and took the blame. It and, was me. And they were I, just, ha, 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 ha. I got away with it. Ha, 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 ha. And little kindergarten thief. I tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the guts. I would just be afraid I would get catched. Yeah. <laughs> I would get catched. And Don't then get it would, catched. It would be over for me. Well. You're done for. I'm sorry, Camden, and I'm glad you made it through it, man. That that must have been tough to come out to your parents like that and uh, to have to just say, look, mom, dad, sit down. I know you've loved me all these years, and I know you thought such good things about me, thinking I'm a good student, but... I have a crime streak in me that goes way back. And even if I didn't really do it, I still lied about it. And I just need to come clean. And you're just going to hate me after this. And, and, and then it's nothing, you know. So. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's, uh, let's rewind the week a bit. Hey, uh, it's time to rewind the week, and um, I've been saving this one a couple of weeks because I knew there would be a week that nothing happened, and the only thing that happened this week, really, that's notable, 
is that I am finally off of uh, quarantine. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, as of today, I can finally go out and and buy the things that we need around the house. Like the, the lights in our dining room went out and I need oh. to replace the switches instead of just yeah. the bulbs. And I haven't been able to go out and buy switches. So oh. now I'm going to go out and buy a switch. You got to replace the switches. Yeah. And, and I had That's bought some serious. before quarantine, but I, it was a 50, 50 chance between ivory and white. And, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't gotta, remember which, and I bought the ivory instead yep. of the white. So mm. it's not 1986 anymore. It's well, no. it's white now. So we don't use ivory anymore. <laughs> but anyway, my weekly update is actually my friend David's. He was telling me a story. Uh, he was in Mexico, and he was driving in a truck with a friend who spoke, you know, who was Mexican, spoke Spanish. And, and his friend's three-year-old son. And the three-year-old didn't speak uh, any Span or any English at all. Mm. He just spoke Spanish. And David's trying to talk to him in Spanish. And he's asking him his name and having a little bit of a back-and-forth conversation. But then there just hit a point where David was out of stuff that he knew how to say. You know, and so <laughs> you but, can only say water so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you? And what is your name? And have a good afternoon. And, and you know, where's the bathroom? That kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, so the little boy, though, didn't know this. So he keeps talking to him and David's trying to answer him and trying to talk back to him. And finally, the little three year old boy t turns to his dad and says something. And the dad starts laughing really hard. And David's like, what did he say? He says, he just asked me if you were stupid because <laughs> you're a grown man and you don't know, don't know how to talk. <laughs> I don't know the language. You know, when you're three, you assume everybody speaks the same language. Yeah. As you. Yeah. So he just wanted to know, is, is this man stupid? <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Poor little three-year-old asking that kind of question. Yeah. Dad, is he stupid? <laughs> So is uh is uh is uh man uh gringo el stupido. Yeah. That's all the I I don't know Spanish. I'm I don't sorry. I don't know it either. Not, not enough Terrible. to get away with it. So So anyway, that's that's my story for this week. That's good. That that's not that's better than mine. I'll tell you. I uh I got some Halloween stuff to to talk oh, about. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> It's interesting. So, you know, where I live in, in uh, Georgia here, it's a fancy town. Um, not really, but there's a, there's a town called Peachtree City. And um, back in its heyday, um, it was, uh, it was, it, it's, it's known for its golf cart paths, believe it or not. Okay. They have golf cart paths connecting everything. You can get to anywhere in Peachtree City on a golf cart path, hmm. shopping, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it the, the it kind of was founded in like the seventies, and a lot of like Delta employees kind of built it up. So a lot of pilots and mm. more affluent people there. So when you drive through, you'll see these eighties houses that are really pretty sweet. Um, and then you know they got some other really expensive houses and stuff like that too. But um, I take my my son and their a couple of his friends to school on Wednesdays, 
and we drive through there. And throughout the the month of October, there are these two competing houses. Oh. And like the first week we drive through and there'd be just a couple, um, you know, decorations in the yard. And then as you would continue to drive through each week, there are like more and more and more. <laughs> and there's finally, have you ever seen, you remember Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yeah, yeah. How his front yard was just full of stuff. Yeah, to the point that it almost looked like a junkyard. Right. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's what it was, not yeah. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. So one house looked like that. And um <laughs> and we would make comments about it every every time going through. It was it was pretty funny and unique. But you know, just to drive through this kind of somewhat fancy neighborhood and see the ridiculous stuff that they had put up. And um down the street from where I live, there's it's funny, there's just just one road and there's like three or four houses on it, but it's the long road. And there's these two old houses and they face each other. And um, they kind of had their own little thing going on too. Um, except it was it was like one house was like cutesy Halloween mm-hmm. and the other one was like terror Halloween. <laughs> so you'd look over to one side and you'd see like a, a little skeleton puppy dog and, uh, you know, a little cute Frankenstein. Right. And you look across the street and you'd see severed heads, <laughs> you know, a skeleton and stuff like that. And I I just would, I drive through slow every night just thinking, I wonder if, you know, they're expecting people to come trick-or-treating or, or just, the, you know, just facing off each other. I don't know. But uh, the the of all the Halloween hijinks, this next story is what takes the cake. So I was at uh, um, Home Depot. You know, I had some time to kill and uh, I dropped my son off at a birthday party. I was like, well, I ain't got nothing to do. So let me just go browse Home Depot. And so I was there and I was on one of the other aisles and I heard on the aisle behind me, some dude just made this sound. I didn't think much of it. Um, It didn't sound like they were in trouble. So I just was like, oh, somebody just, you know, messing around with their friends. And then I, uh, I went around and then I looked down the aisle and there's this dude laying on the ground. Oh, oh. And I was like, oh, that, that could be bad. And I, I looked at him for a second. I was like, eh, there's something weird going on here. Uh, he had this like this paper mask covering his face. Uh-huh. And um, I, I was like, this dude's up to some, some, something no good. Shenanigans. And um, some kind of shenanigans. But it, it, about that time, somebody had called, uh, you know, um, told one of the store employees or something because they over the speakers they're like we have an emergency a 911 on oh such and such yeah and i was like whoa that could be bad uh but i didn't want to get in the way so i i kept my distance and then when i went back by the aisle again the dude was gone oh and then i heard a couple employees talking about it and so uh the guy was saying well went over to check on him and uh and um he looked like he had passed out he's just laying down there in the middle of the tools and uh, when I went to check on him, he jumped up and scared me. <laughs> it's like, Weirdo. I'm glad I didn't go. Because, you know, you know, there's this fight or flight mechanism that takes yeah, place. Yeah. I have a feeling that I may have resorted to the punch, <laughs> you know, reaction. Yeah. Because I was already a little suspicious. And if somebody had jumped out at me, I might have just clocked him. punched him. <laughs> yeah. Intentionally. <laughs> then I you would have felt terrible and apologized. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Here, let me call nine one one for you. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to punch you in the face, but it's really your fault because you scared me. So somebody's in the stupid store laying down. Yeah, a full grown man 
extra man too because at a hardware he, store yeah that is not the place you go to scare people if you that's because people exactly. are buying tools <laughs> you know hammer yeah and heavy things exactly go try that in lawn and garden and see what happens to you pal well go go to the barbie aisle you know at walmart <laughs> if you want to scare somebody you know if, if you want to go to jail actually but um <laughs> right but seriously, I wouldn't be, you know, who, what, what thought process was he just sitting there and he was watching TV and nothing was on. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I've got this paper mask and uh, <laughs> I'm going to drive out to, to the home Depot and I'm going to go lay down in the lumber <laughs> aisle. Like yeah. I'm dead and I'm going to wait for people to come check on me and I'm going to scare the crap out of them. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm, that's exactly. That's what he did. That's and like he wasn't he was there for a minute you know it's like okay eventually somebody's gonna walk by and think that i'm really in pain yeah well you'd have how long could you stay there before somebody actually would call 911 you would have to have a plan you would have to say okay i'm gonna do two people and then i'm gonna go to lowe's and then i'm gonna do two people there and then i'm gonna go to you know I don't know. I'm going to go to Can't go to Walmart because nobody's going to check on me. Yeah, in I'll just be another guy sleeping in an aisle somewhere. But yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's crazy. He's kind of a one of the many tools of the devil. Kind of an LBB, you know, really. You're right. You're right. He is. <laughs> what was weird? He's had like a, a blue jumpsuit on kind of like Michael Myers. Uh, Maybe that was what he was going for, that Michael Myers thing. But but he had extra girth. And so, like, he was kind of busting out of that blue jumps. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, and laying down, you know? Yeah, and, you and can't you, just get up and run away from that. <laughs> oh, hold on. Will you help me up so I can get out of here real yeah, quick? Yeah, I got to run, but uh, I'm going to have to roll over on my belly first. So, <laughs> <Get up. laughs> can't just hop up like I used to in my younger days. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. we, we got some listener email. And uh, this is from Colleen. Colleen says, I discovered your podcast a few weeks back, and I've sent in three stories so far, and two Ooh. have been read. And the third, oh. the third, I hope it makes it on the show. So I've been working for the 2020 census, and I spend a lot of time driving to assignments. So in essence, I'm getting paid to listen to you guys. <laughs> awesome. I wish yeah. we could get paid to listen to each other. No. Wait. Yes, we kind of do. Your, Thanks, your show certainly makes the travel so much more enjoyable. Whether I laugh out loud when I'm alone, whenever I laugh out loud when I'm alone, I know it's a good show. My maturity level has always been in question, but I'm proud to say your <laughs> podcast has lowered it even further. Aww, As I listen thanks. to the different stories, it dislodges <laughs> memories of my entertainingly happy childhood and life in general. And I'm starting a list so I can send you new stories in the future. That's awesome. Oh, man. We're going to have to have a Colleen segment, huh? Yeah, I guess so. James and John, you remind me of my son and his friends sitting around being goofballs when he was still at home. It, <laughs> oh. war it warms my immature heart. Carry on, my wayward sons. <laughs> Sincerely, Colleen. Nice. <laughs> There'll be peace when we are gone. Yes. yes. Don't you cry no more. Uh, Chetsky Finman writes, dear giant James and John, I did this because you can't review this show on Spotify. <gasps> yeah. 
Apparently Can't? not. So thanks for the review. Wow. Here it goes. Uh, you're very funny, and you make me laugh a lot. John, well, thank you. John, I like all your voices. And James, I love the scream effect. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Is is it the uh, the one that terrifyingly, like when something bad, bad happens? Like, and- like this one? Yes. That's um, the one. Maybe that's it. I don't know. You worked uh, hard on that. <laughs> I did. I want to tell you that in episode 359, you were complaining about Corona and you were complaining about how your children got Corona and that the test was really bad. But guess what? I was quarantined for five weeks. <gasps> wow. What? My whole family had it. Me and my baby sister. And we had two tests mm. and they didn't hurt. Well, mine did. So thanks. I really like you guys. Thank you for your time. I hope you read it. Well, that, that counts. Uh, yes, I'm yes. in fifth grade, Chesky Finman. So awesome. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for your review. And uh, it was mostly you just telling us that you had uh, Corona, but um, I'm glad you like five the, weeks worth. I'm, I'm glad you like John's talent and you like the fact that I can press a button that does this. <laughs> So. But you worked, you put that together. You made that a sound bite. Yeah, but it pales in comparison to, to genuine talent. And, and, and well, I just I apparently that don't is have genuine. it. So it's great. We, we do have an iTunes review. Um, Hufflepuff Badger uh, wrote it in, said, Hey, great podcast. Recently started this podcast about four months ago. And let's just say it's doing great. Well, I agree. Thank you. Cool. When I first listened to the first episode, I was a bit skeptical about the content, but uh, once Fair you me. once you start listening more and more, man, it turns out great. Who knew that ordinary <laughs> stories could turn into a really funny podcast? Well, we did. We, we did. sure did. Been James did for thirteen years. So wow. I love your show, and keep up the great work, Hufflepuff Badger. So Hufflepuff Badger, who oh, that sounds fancy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. appreciate it. We always like reviews. We always like your letters and your input. So send such things to that story show at gmail.com. Uh, now it's time for Quiznos. 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 Where we quiz what you know. Yeah. If you didn't know, we, we take quizzes from our audience members and, uh, occasionally folks do that and they send them in. And this week, Amelia sent us in a bat quiz. Ooh. She says, hi, my name's Amelia, and I've been listening since I was younger than 10. And wow. anyway, there here is a bat. There Here's a bat quiz, because I know how much you guys like bats. Well, we do like we bats. We apparently do. Apparently. So uh, here it is. We'll both be doing this one, and the answers are provided at the end of the quiz. And so I will make marks. That will symbolize uh, which one is which. You can be. I'll a- keep track too, just in case you cheat. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> how big is a fox bat's wingspan? It's a six feet, B ten feet, C five feet, or D seven feet? I have no idea. Uh, I'll take uh, five feet for the correct answer. I'm gonna say that as well. So. I know it. Is, the fox bat is the largest of bats, oh, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to say six feet then. Oh, okay. You say six, I'll say five. All right. Uh, question two. A little brown bat's favorite food is A, fruit, B, blood, 
see mosquitoes or D dead stuff. I'm going to say mosquitoes. I'm going to double that and say mosquitoes as well. Okay. Question three. There are three main things that bats eat. Which one of the, of these is not one of them. A fruit, B blood, C insects and bugs or D dung. Um, I'm going to say dung is one of them. Yeah. I'm going to say the bats don't eat dung. Yeah. They make it, but they don't eat they it. They do. Uh, question four. Bats are a member of what family? The Archtonia family? Um, the Adams family? The uh, I just made that up. The Pytosidae <laughs> family? The Cervidae family? Or the Eulotophia family? I'm going to say the first one, just for fun. I'm going to say the Cervidata family. Cervidata, okay. Even though it's the last one. It's the next to the last one. The Eupophila family was the last one. If I get it wrong, it's because you had trouble pronouncing it. That's that's my defense right now. Well, question five, hopefully (laughs) will bode better. Here we go. Which one of these facts is not true? A, vampire bats don't drink human blood. Um, I'm going to say that one. Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. <laughs> they don't drink human blood. Come Bat- on. Bats live in caves, dead trees, and any space that is hidden and provides shelter. C, bats are more afraid of you than you are of them. Or D, most bats will attack you even if they d- don't feel threatened. Well... Oh, that's um, tough. Now I have to say that one. Um, I mean, I guess under the right circumstances, a vampire bat would drink human blood if it could. If you I mean, would that's, sit still yeah. and let it. But they're tiny mm. little things. Mm. Uh, what do you want to say, man? I'm, I'm sticking with the first one. Okay. I'm going to stick with that. And you can stick with number four. If you want to. Yeah, I do. Because I, um, I don't think bats will attack you. I, I, we used to play with bats. I mean, we used to throw our shoes up in the air and the bats would chase them down to the ground. Yeah, because they were attacking Oh, them. maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There we'll see. Go. We'll see when the truth comes out. Yeah. What, what is not true about fruit bats? A, they are part of the mega bat category. B, fruit bats don't live in caves. Instead, they sleep on fruit making trees. C, the bats may eat fruit, but they also like plants like flowers and leaves. Or D, the bats don't eat the fruit. They bite it and drink the nectar. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to say that they are part of the mega bat category. So that's, that's, you're, you're going to say the A? That's not true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say C because I, I think they do more than drink the nectar. Okay. I think they actually eat them things. All right. Well, that one was, uh, bats eat fruit, but they also like plants, flowers, and leaves. The last one was bats don't eat the fruit. They drink the nectar. That's what I'm meant to say was D. All right. There we go. I got you. All right. We're going to, we're going to set it up. Okay. Question seven. What type of bat is bigger than a fox bat? Uh, a, a hoary bat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I just say? A hoary bat? Yeah. B, a Mexican bat. three-tailed bat. 
see a marinara bat for a mara maraina fruit bat uh or d i'm trying to trick you because no bat is bigger than the flying fox oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) good one i think i know which one i'm gonna go with there they made up they made me say the worry bat so (laughs) (laughs) worry bats (laughs) what's the worry bat what does Uh, that mean i don't know i don't know man they're always out at night. That's right. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. What bat species is the most common? Uh, oh, wait, I didn't answer that one. Which oh, one did what yeah. you answer? Uh, my, I, I went with no, D. D. Yeah. I, was, I'm, I'm actually going to say the C, the one about it being fruit. A fruit bat? Meg, yeah. Okay. Fruit bat bigger than the fox bat. All right. All right, let me get that down there. Okay, what bat species is the most common? The little brown bats, flying foxes, vampire bats, or fruit bats? Um, brown. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say to you. I just had to say it because I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, so. well, I knew you were going to say it, and I wanted to say it first, but you said it first, and now I feel like I'm copying you, which is uh, not really my answer. <laughs> and now if I get it right, it's like you really got it right first, and I was just a copycat. So question nine. Uh, I copied two of yours, so. How many different species of bat are there in the world? 67,800, 420, 1,400, or 1,346? I'm going with... 420. Okay. I'm going (laughs) with 1,346. No, I can't. Uh, Man, okay. You might be right. I already said it. No, I, I think I got tricked. Which, uh, question number 10, who is the greatest natural predator of bats? That's interesting. A, owls, B, humans, C, snakes, or D, raccoons? I would probably hmm. say owls. If I had to, I'm guessing, totally. Yeah, I, I was going to guess owls too, because I don't, I don't know of many people who go out bat hunting. Yeah, and I, I don't think snakes are jumping up in the air. <clears throat> snatching them out of the out of the air i mean they could be climbing along the tops of the caves of the roofs and roof cave cave roofs and i don't don't think so i don't think that could be possible but i'm glad you do okay here's a bonus question who turns into a bat and flies away choose all that are correct a vampires yes yeah say yes uh james Mm -mm. no no i don't uh john yes so uh, yeah or lemons lemons no <laughs> i don't think so all right now the correct answers here we are how big was the fox bat or yeah the fox bat's wingspan it was five feet you were right ding ding john was cool right. um question number two the little brown bat's favorite food is mosquitoes we were both right yay uh, question three, there are three different main things that bats eat. Which one is not one of them? It is dung. Dung, dung, dung. So we were right about that one. Bats yep. are a member of what family? The Archetonia family. I got that one right and you got it wrong. Ah, noise. All right. And it was because I pronounced it improperly. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's my uh, story. I'm sticking to it. Which one of these facts is not true? 
Uh, D, most bats will attack you even if they don't feel threatened. You got that one wrong! You are in the lead, my friend. I am just basically guessing the whole time. Just like it's four you. to three. What is it? What is not true about fruit bats? The answer is the bats may eat fruit, but they also like plants, flowers, and leaves. Neither one of us got that right. Which, which one was that? That was the one. What, was, what is not true yeah. about fruit bats? You guessed that the bats mm. don't eat the fruit. They bite it and then drink the nectar. Yep. And uh, okay. they also like plants, flowers, and leaves. So fruit, they have silly fruit bats silly. are named uh, a little le- They need to be a little less specific with the naming of the fruit bat. They need to be like lush vegetation bat. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what, you know, lush, lush vegetation vegan and bats. fruit. Yeah. They're yeah, vegan bats, right? Vegan bats. What type of bat is bigger than a fox bat? D, I'm trying to trick you because there's no oh. bat bigger than the flying fox. I believe... That you, we both said that was right, right? Or, nope, no, I said C. Oh man, with that that crazy fruit bat. Oh, vegetarian fruit the, bat. The mar- marinara, the marinara fruit bat that was completely made up by this uh, girl who's probably in fifth grade. What bat species <laughs> is the most common? And we both said little brown bats, and we were both right. Yay. Uh, question nine, how many different species of bats are in the world? I was closer than you, but we both got it wrong. The answer is around 1,400. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I was close with 1,346, though. That's a lot of bat species. That's a lot. lot. It's a lot. And I bet it's not an even 1,400. Yeah. It's probably a little closer to 1,346. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, question number 10. Who is the greatest natural predator of bats? And the answer, my friend, surprisingly, is humans. <gasps> Man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that we intentionally are a predator. I, at least not in our country. We're not, like, going after them. People in my neighborhood put up little boxes and stuff for them to live. Yeah, little, little bat houses, yeah. But maybe worldwide, there's, you know, people eating them and stuff. So You know what? Didn't? Isn't that bat soup? Isn't that what? That's supposedly what started the mm. Corona. Yeah. Well, dad gummit, we should have known right there. So um, who turns into a bat and flies away was our bonus question. Was it vampires, James or John or lemons, lemons? Well, she incorrectly miss. uh, She incorrectly highlighted all three. And uh, so she is wrong, actually. She's wrong. She's mm. wrong. I don't turn into a bat and fly away. Vampires and John are the only ones yeah. that do that. And I'm also not a vampire, so that, you know, it, I'm not included in the vampire right. one. It's just John and anyone else that gets yeah. embarrassed and has to leave suddenly. So, Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you skunked me on that one. I uh, I only got four to your six. Well, again, it's, it's RNG, man. It's random generation uh stuff here i was just randomly guessing so gotta be some logic to it uh, though and that, your logic was more on point than mine that was congratulations uh, that was quiznos quiznos where we quiz what you know all right uh, let's do some listener stories Dang. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so um, this one's called The Ultimate Jinx, and it's from Odette from uh, Foster, Rhode Island. Ooh. Yeah, it may be our first Rhode Island story. It may be. I don't, I don't recall. I didn't know I anybody didn't know actually that... lived there. It's crazy. Yeah, Rhode Island. Tiny little state. Hi, Hi. this is Odette, and I just Hi, turned Odette. 11 on uh, October 26th. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, my son has a birthday in October too, so awesome. There you go. This is my first time writing um, on the story show. I have written in to Red School Bus, which was an awesome podcast too. It is. And if you haven't checked out Red School Bus and you have kids, you should check it out at redschoolbus.com or RSB cast.com i'm sorry don't go to red school bus i don't know what's there uh, <laughs> but look us up in itunes and and you can listen if you ever wanted a a, a squeaky clean version of this show that <laughs> one is it <laughs> matter of fact we play the same rating rated e for everyone 10 and up except it just uh, it's just this rated e for everyone ten- and that's it it's just e for everyone <laughs> and we don't have to say the 10 and up part and it's, no. it's me and my son, and we're telling stories from kids and middle schoolers, and it's a lot of fun. And from grown-ups that write in about their children's, their, their childhood memories and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Odette, for mentioning Red School Bus. It's always a good thing to check out. So anyway, here's my story called The Ultimate Jinx. So we were on vacation in Maine visiting my great aunt, and we were mini-golfing. And we were returning our clubs, going, getting ready to go home, and a bee was flying around my head. And Ooh. I'm pretty scared of bees. Oh, now, so is my son, who was born in October. Oh, wow. Now, this was uh, bad was for my mom, but that's later in this story. So I was really scared of it. And my mom, like all other parents in this situation, told me that bees are harmless if you don't bother them. And right as she said this, it flew up her shorts. And without any reason, it stung her. Oh, she had gotten the ultimate jinx. I was laughing as my mom was jumping around and yelling. Apparently bees aren't so harmless. The truth has been found. Bees are jerks. And we still joke about this story to this day. Your podcast is so amazing. Bringing funny stories to gloomy days. I love it when John gets angry and I love what James says when he's scared. I hope this makes it on the show. Odette from Foster, Rhode Island. So <laughs> that's show you, mom. That shows what moms yeah. know. They're more scared of you than it is. Ow! The bee went right up her pant leg and took care yeah. of business. Yay. 
Uh, I had a roach wow. fly up my shorts one time. That's I, not awesome. And I'm going to tell you, I'm glad it was in private. I'm glad it was in my room because <laughs> my Cause shorts came off my, quick. My first instinct was to drop trowel, man. I was getting out of there. <laughs> Me and that rodent were, or that roach were not going to share the same pair of drawers. It was, it was, oh, no. it was freeing time. And, and I would have done the same thing if a bee flew up my shorts. I'd have been jumping out uh-huh. of there. <laughs> I, I've seen people just get crazy with bugs flying into their clothes and oh. stuff. And you know what? There's a point where you just don't care about modesty. Yeah. And that point is when a bug flies into your clothes. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. But she apparently held it together and just got stung. And, and job, the daughter just got to laugh and, and carry on. her fears. Yeah. Yeah. See, see mom? These are jerks. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's when the parents say, baby, we're just doing the best we can. This is our first time being parents, just like it's your first time being a kid. Oh, and, that's a good line. Yeah. I need to use that. Oh, yeah. Hurry up before they get too old. And they, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to use it tonight for no reason. <laughs> just, you're, 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 why best. are you putting me to bed tonight, Dad? You haven't done this in I'm, years because it's my first time being a parent, just like it's your first yeah. time being a child. So, yeah. Your first time being a teenager. Uh, you might not make it much further if you keep it up, buddy. All right. I've been mm. looking forward to this one. So share okay. share away. I'm excited because I know that there's extra stuff here. So Trevor from Missouri writes in. He says, hey, James and John, thank you for continuing to provide quality entertainment. Well, it's entertainment. I don't know about the quality. <laughs> I was going to say he might not be listening long enough. Thank you for extending that to us. But I don't know if we've earned it. But He says... I have. I will soon be at the point where the number of years I've known about this show will exceed the number of years I didn't. Holy Whoa, crap! That's that's in that's uh that's scary. I, I don't. You could do some math there and figure out a rough age, but I I'm not even going to try because I'm not going to do that. To the point, my wife is normally very down to earth and packed, pra- practical. Okay. Okay. He's setting the groundwork here. He said, but sometimes she comes up with the most creative and vivid stories, and then she talks about them loud in her sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this is a word-for-word transcript of what she told me a couple nights ago. I feel like I need some dream music. Oh, oh well, we'll use the retail <laughs> harp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The word-for-word. This is what happened a couple nights ago. Did you know that Bunny P puts out dragon fire? <laughs> That's why whenever you go on a quest, you should take a bunny with a full bladder. <laughs> but if you want to kill the dragon, you have to have the bunny pee in the dragon's eyes. Of course. It makes special backpacks for bunnies, too. So they can be like a wet arrow. You pull it out and have pee on the dragon. Have it pee on the dragon. Yeah. Also, uh... they say if a bunny pees on you, you will never find true love. <laughs> I wonder if the curse is removed if you find someone who can't smell. Yeah. Trevor goes on attached is a couple short audio files some of the rest of the conversation thanks for reading this all right so that's what I was excited about is we not only (laughs) get the written version that John read we have firsthand recordings of him talking to his wife oh Uh, boy they're firsthand recordings yeah yeah. (laughs) so she's dead asleep talking like she's wide awake Except he's already confirmed that she's pretty down to earth and normally very practical. 
but she is talking like a three-year-old creative genius here in this thing. So here we go. Can't wait. I mean, nobody likes to be woken up by cold pee on their face, (laughs) especially dragon. Dragon. So, pee just stink. Bunny pee. I mean, especially if it's been juiced up on like carrots and caffeine. (laughs) Can you imagine how sticky that would be? So is there like an evil wizard you have to fight too? No, people just defeat dragons for no reason. (laughs) I mean, there's the dragon just sleeping peacefully and people are like, Oh, I see a dragon, let's defeat it. So trying to make friends with it, that poor dragon. So how did they first find out that bunny pee kills dragons? Well, see, it's actually a really sad story. Because this boy found a dragon, like a baby dragon, and raised it, and fell in love, and then he found like a batch of like fluffy bunnies. A batch. And then one day he was dancing with one of the fluffy bunnies, and it (laughs) peed on the dragon's eye, and then the dragon just like vanished, like poof, you know, ashes. And the boy was like, oh no, and he was all sad. So yeah, and then there was the poor idiot that found out that bald bunnies don't defeat dragons. <laughs> bald bunnies? <laughs> the poor idiot that found out. <laughs> I shall defeat this dragon with my bald bunny. No, you will not. <laughs> ah! You poor idiot. <laughs> poor idiot. I can't believe she's sleeping when she's doing this. I talk. know, I know. I love the opening. Uh, I'm going to play it again. The first thing she says. I mean, nobody likes to be woken up by cold pee on their face. <laughs> cold pee on their face. Nobody oh likes that. Especially nobody. dragons. Especially dragons. <laughs> he woke up and died and vanished. <laughs> it's a sad That's story. Awesome. It's a sad story. And it was a sad story. A little batch of bunnies and... One of them was dancing and peed on the dragon, and poof, he was ashes. Oh, so, vanished. But then after that, they they knew. They they knew they had a tried and true weapon against the dragons. So mm. I've never seen a bald bunny, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure they exist. That poor idiot. That was the last <laughs> thing he saw. <laughs> Him and his bald bunny. It's like, surely <laughs> this will protect me. Nope. It was the one, the one in history that was ever yep. made. Oh, he was, he was trying to pick which bunny had the fullest bladder, and he thought, well, you know, that fluffy one over there only has a partially full one, but that bald bunny, I can tell, it's ready to go. Bladder's way full. I'll soon, defeat the dragon. As soon as I hurry. start slinging it around, it'll it'll just whiz wow. all over the place. Uh, this one's called "Silly Girls," and it's from Richard Guild. Uh, when my wife Bethany and I were still just friends. She took me to my first concert. It, it was a live slash Counting Crows double bill at an outdoor venue near Detroit for the curious. After, Very cool. After Counting Crows finished their set, I wanted to go to the bathroom, but I didn't know my way around. She lived near the venue, so she had been to several shows. She told me she would take me to the bathroom since I had to go any- she had to go anyway. So I followed her until we got to the bridge that split into a Y. And she went to the right, so naturally I went to the left. And I walked into what seemed to be a completely empty bathroom, which I thought was odd. 
but I had to go pretty bad at that point. So I didn't worry much mm. about it. And I didn't see any urinals, just a line of 20 or so stalls. So I settled for a stall. And as I stood there doing what God and nature intended a man to do standing up, I noticed a conveniently placed garbage can in case I had to blow my nose or whatever. Mm. It seemed superfluous since I could just drop the tissue in the toilet. But what do I know, right? It's my first concert. (laughs) Maybe a lot of the nose blowing goes on. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. I must have finished at the exact same time as everyone else, because when I looked down to find the sinks to wash up, there were 20 young women all staring at me. I laughed at them a little for being in the men's room. <laughs> he still doesn't He's clueless. I think alcohol was involved or something. Oh, no. <laughs> they laughed right back at me. I washed my hands. I waved to the silly girls. And walked out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Bye, crazy girls. Uh, I walked out to find Bethany. As I told her about the funny thing that just happened, she burst into laughter and pointed to the sign that showed women cross the bridge. Men go down the stairs. (laughs) Ah, Richard. And she stayed with him. Yeah. She stayed with him because he was so innocent. She need, like, those he needed those silly girls help. were in the wrong place. He he was like an idiot that thought a bald bunny would protect him <laughs> from a dragon. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, that's a perfect out though. Think about it. If you ever do something that's really embarrassing, pretend like the other people did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a men's you room. Silly girls. How why did all of you walk into this bathroom? Crazy. You silly girl. You're just enhancing the story for them later anyway. It's like he, yeah. and he thought he was in the right bathroom. <laughs> so all right. Bye-bye. This one's from Jed Richardson. It is a voicemail. It's called Pizza Pirates, and this is how it goes. Hey James and John, this is Jed from hey. Kentucky. Uh I wanted to send in this story to you guys. Uh when I was a teenager, it's another one of my teenage escapades. Uh, I didn't like getting in trouble. I never did like getting in trouble. Mm-mm. So when I did get in trouble, it was kind of a big deal. It's like, it's like I saved up all my troublemaking to like <laughs> one place, and then it's like it just kind of blew up, and it was something like really, really bad most of the time. And uh, <laughs> this time we didn't really mean to. So uh, I played guitar in our teen worship band, and. Me and the drummer, we used to hang out. We were, he was a little bit older than me, and he could drive. I don't think I could drive at the time, so I was probably 14, 15 years old. And uh, we, we stayed after church Sunday uh, morning to do like a band practice. And all our other band t- mates left because uh, they had other stuff to do. But me and, me and my buddy Clayton, we were just going to stay there and uh, wait until my parents and some other people from the church got there. They were doing like uh, food boxes for Christmas, so uh, so we was gonna wait and help them like load up the boxes and stuff of food, and then go help them take that to the families that were in need. So as we're sitting there uh, waiting on them, we got start. We got really really hungry, and so we opened up the freezer, and uh, we saw a couple of those Tostino's pizzas. Oh no! And back then they were like maybe a quarter to like 50 cents you know so they were like super cheap and we ate them all the time and i was like and clayton was like dude he's like you think it'd be all right if we ate some of these i was like yeah i was like they probably belong to 
like our boys club or girls club, which was what they did on Wednesday nights. And I was like, it probably belongs to them. I was like, and what we could do is, is we could just buy some more and have them back Wednesday night, you know, and like re replenish the supply. <laughs> and so uh, as we started mm -hmm. cooking them, uh, I remember my pastor coming down the stairs and he looked so shocked. He was like, what are y'all doing? And we were like, oh, we're just eating some some pizza and he's like where'd y'all get them from we're like we got them from the freezer and he's freezer. like he goes those are the pizzas that we're going to give away and we <laughs> me and clayton both were just horrified because it never crossed our mind that they were oh, those no. kind they were for the angel food boxes or whatever and so we were like we were horrified and cursed and pizza we felt so terrible and it's like and and we just had to eat them because it was like, uh, I, I mean, it was it, <laughs> it was like the worst Tostino's pizza I ever ate. Not that it tasted, because it tasted fantastic, but it was like it tasted like shame. Those and shame and escape. And so, uh, like so anyway, we tried to go and buy some more and get them back before they before they got them back. But I'll never forget. My pastor was so upset, and I can't blame him. He you was know, upset. It was stupid. We were both just so stupid, and to this day. <laughs> Because we still have the same pastor and stuff to this day, uh, we that story does come up every once in a while, and to our <laughs> shame. So, uh, so yeah, I hope y'all enjoy the story and uh, love you, love your show, man. Uh, I hope this doesn't make it on the show. All right, <laughs> yeah. Oh. What do you play for that? There you go. We play the buzzer. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That, that you know that would be me. Yeah. That'd be me I mean, too. Like, yeah, like thinking I have it all figured out. I'm gonna I'm gonna replace it at a later time. I've got days to worry about it, and then the smell would fill the room. It would attract some authority figure's attention, and I would be standing there, standing there with the the guilty, you know, everything in the evidence <laughs> in my hand, and in the microwave. And yep. I just get busted, not meaning to do a darn thing wrong, but just totally mm. be in trouble. That'd be me. Um, my brother-in-law used on Sundays, him and his buddy used to go down into the church basement because they had like their, they had their, like their, their, their food hall down there or whatever. And they would eat, they would eat frozen pizzas <laughs> and they'd cook them up during church service. <laughs> they were punks. <laughs> I, I one time got to hang out with my sister and her friends and her friends were pastor's kids and uh, mm. they snuck us into a back room in the church and they opened up the communion wafers. And so oh. we all got to live <laughs> our a childhood dream that we didn't even know we had. And we got to eat as many communion wafers as we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, they, they don't taste very good in bulk. I mean, they don't, no. they're not great at, at one at a time, but it just, it was something I never even knew I wanted to do, but they're like, we, you could tell they did it like regularly snuck back there and, uh, and snaked on, the, on the, the body of Christ. And, oh my goodness. And ate it. So I felt, oh I felt like goodness. I was going to go to hell after that, but, I, <laughs> I, and I may, I may, if that's it and you guys see me and I'm floating down in the sea of lava you're like, James, I thought you were, you know, a pastor and a Christian and all this. You'll be like, but do you remember that time I told y'all about those those wafers? Oh, yeah. That's the one. That's what I didn't did make it because I, of that. It's all because of that. So, 
you know, I, I'm, among other things like kicking a one-legged man in the wrong leg and uh. you know, <laughs> other things, <laughs> celebrating Halloween, you know, whatever. Mm. Just save me a seat if you end up in hell. Just save me a seat because I'll be there eventually. <laughs> and, and, and if I get there first, <laughs> I'll save you one. Uh, John, I'm not talking to you, of course. I'm talking oh. to our listeners. Cause starting to get worried now. No, no, no. Uh, John, John has a paved square on on the the heaven walk of fame. Don't, ready? I don't think so. Ready for his handprints to go in. So. <laughs> oh, that would that would be uh, a dream come true. Yeah. But uh, I I I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But me, they're they're preparing heaven like like the Walking Dead prepared. They're small city. They're they're putting up reinforcing walls and and, <laughs> and chains and stuff around the gates because they're like we ain't letting him through. If we let him through, there's a lot of people we gotta let through on a technicality. So <laughs> no, it's all about grace, brother. All about grace. I hope so. I I hope so. That's what that's what Billy Graham said. They said, "Do you still think you're right after all these years?" He was on his deathbed and he just said. I hope so. Yep. <laughs> hope so. I mean, that's the blessed hope. Yeah. Yeah. Hope so. So anyway. How can one be so arrogant to assume? That's right. Okay. Well, I got a story. Would you like me to read it? I would like you to read it. Okay. This comes to us from Janice in North Carolina. Janice says, probably like many others, I stumbled onto your podcast. Unsure if I think it was really funny, this is a second story that, uh, tonight. Yeah, that's people said are the unsure same thing. about that. Yeah, well, it's okay. it's because we claim to be funny. I mean, we we claim you to know. be funny, and in some people have to, you know, I, I, it's a risk everybody takes. Yeah. I realize that when they when they start our show, they're like, "Is this going to be funny, or is this going to be a waste of time?" And I think people are pleasantly surprised. I would like to think so too. I mean, I I was kind of like that when the first time I listened, so. Uh, and then I just stopped listening because you invited me to be on the show. So and, and then I there's, know it's funny. Then there's some people that are probably disappointed. They're like, "This doesn't. This isn't edgy and and cursy and talk about <laughs> sexual topics." My standards, yeah, of humor. because this is immature. Because I only like to talk about adult topics that all have to do with one <laughs> single topic. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm sure those guys, but they never they never write in. Those guys never write in. They just move on. There's plenty of shows for them out there. Plenty mm. of explicit titles to choose from. So yeah, yeah, plenty. We're we're one. We're different. Anyways, um, she uh, continues. I've proudly been listening for almost two months now, and right. always look forward to bursting out laughing each week. To date, my favorite episode is 358 Jaws. I must tell you how sad I was when y'all didn't put out a show the week of October 19th. Sorry, Corona. Yeah, Corona. But she says, after your story about COVID, I forgave you, smiley face. Yay. I tell everyone about this podcast, and I promise I won't send a bill for promoting you. Thank you. Um, oh, and I must say that the right uh, the right way to say pecan is the way that John says it. No, so there you go. Pecan. No, no, pecan. no. But I said it so many times, I wasn't actually sure how I said it. <laughs> so naturally, it comes out pecan. So it's pecan. It's pecan. But go ahead. Well, he's in North Carolina. It's a neighbor to us. So, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a story. All this about story how? is about my son. Well, yeah. What? Huh? Sorry. Go ahead. 
Sorry. This story is about my son when he was about 18 months old. We all know how candid children can be in their innocence. And for my son, whom is now 21. Wow. He's never outgrown that. I was a stay-at-home mom during this time, and it was a day like any other. Lunchtime had approached, and we often sat at the dining table and ate together. He always sat in his chair, slightly reclined, with his left leg hanging off to the side, swinging. As we were sitting and eating, my son noticed my plate was almost empty compared to his. He says to me in his baby toddler voice, You're always done before me. So I explained to him that because I'm bigger, I take bigger bites. And in his young, logical mind, he replies back, yeah, because you got a big mouth. <laughs> Looking forward to more. Janice in North Carolina. Oh, man. See, I like it's- this one because my daughter pulled one of those. Like like when, when Jen was pregnant with Jay, you know, my wife is short. And so she was one of those. And she was very pregnant, you know, since she was so short, she stuck out a lot. And my daughter would comment on my wife's belly all the time. And she, <laughs> and, and she wouldn't, she would say it a, a certain way because whenever I would talk to Jenna, I would call her, a, you're a big, strong girl. You're a big, strong girl. And so Jenna just applied that same logic to my wife. And she goes, you got a big, strong belly. <laughs> she, <laughs> she would say it with a guttural like that and everything, even though she had this tiny oh. little voice, you got a big, strong. And she would, clench up her fists and and put her chin down to her chest and say big strong belly (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't say that unless you're a kid yes you can't (laughs) can't get away with that one (laughs) you say that as an adult you're in trouble oh man well i've got one more and uh and then we're done for the day this is called it's the worst one ever by the way that we've done And this is a this is a, a one I've saved for for five years. Five um, years, yeah, five years. It's uh, called Monster Pooper. Oh no! Yeah. So um, what? It is it is from Robin Helsley, and uh, it's from 2015. And okay, just forgive me before I even begin. I know how much. You all love body function stories. Maybe we did back then, but we don't anymore. <laughs> so I Speak thought for yourself. I, I just had to get this one off the plate. You know, this one's been on the plate for a while and, and I had to get rid of it. Story. Uh, anyway, she says, uh, the story is that it is yucky, but it's not m- about my body function. I used to work for a general store that sold gas. And while I worked Hmm. there, we had a customer that used to come in and use our bathrooms, and I and another assistant manager dubbed the person the monster pooper. We called him this because every time he came in to use the toilet, he would deposit a turd. (laughs) He said turd. That was at least 10 to 12 inches long. Oh, no. Three inches in diameter. Did you measure it? Did you measure it? How do you know? How do you freaking know? Robin. <laughs> the turd would never flush. Oh, no. And no, I would no, have no, to no. break it up into pieces <laughs> to flush it. Mm. Lord, forgive me. After a while, we decided that it was too difficult to break up, so we started grabbing a plastic bag. No, And we stop took it. it out, and then we'd throw it away like trash. 
Oh, like dog stuff. Ah. Find a pile and pick it up. Yeah, that's right. All the day you'll have good luck. There was even a night he came in and left behind an odor that could only be that could be smelled all the way to the front of the store. Oh no. So gosh, my mouth is uh, uh, dry. My 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 coworker thought he had figured out who the monster pooper was. Yeah, you would have to try to figure it out, you know. Yeah, you got to get the cameras going, man. It'd be the point that you would be watching, and every time somebody came out, you would duck in real quick to see. Well, anyway, yep. um, my my coworker thought he figured out who the monster pooper was, so he started talking about the problem in front of the suspect. Finally, the man quit coming in to use the toilet altogether, so they it must have they must have got <laughs> him. him out of going. He probably was not allowed to go at home anymore because he kept clogging <laughs> the toilet. He come over to the convenience store. It's convenient over there. I've got to go find a new place. They found me out. Yeah. I'm going to have to go get dressed up and, and lay down on the floor at, at the Home Depot and then use their bathroom. <laughs> and and that's how I'll get my way around town. And that came to us from Robin Helsley from five years ago. So thanks, Robin, I guess. I guess. Wow. I suppose. Thank you. Yes. Ugh. They'll get a sticker though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing is when I was in high school, <laughs> it was my job to clean the toilets mm. at, at Roland's. You remember Roland's, the grocery yeah. store downtown? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Old timey grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little tiny men's bathroom and an, an adjacent women's bathroom, you know, across the way. And just a toilet and a sink and a, and a you know, to- towel dispenser was about all it was. And one day I go in there and I just need to go to the bathroom and dude, I feel bad even mentioning this, but it was, it was, (laughs) it was like a balloon. It was a turd so big. (laughs) It was like a balloon. It was shaped like a balloon. It it was almost round. It was so big. Like it was almost as wide as it was tall. (laughs) Oh no. And I, I, I managed to flush it. It did go down. But I, I was so immature, I guess, that I my mind had to know. And I realized that my friend Peter had gone to the bathroom right before I had. And I guess he just forgot to flush. And so I went up to him and I'm like, dude, oh, you man. left the biggest turd I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh. rather than get embarrassed or try to be defensive or try to play it off, he goes, hey, I, I got a huge tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say tailpipe, but anyway, we're trying to keep it clean for the kids. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Tailpipe. And so apparently that's just what this guy has lived with his entire life is these gigantic balloon shaped monstrosities. Just so don't leave them in there. Just yeah. When you can remember to flush, do that. So that's that's it. I, I will <laughs> we'll end the show on that note. <laughs> Do you have a funny life story? Have you ever admitted to eating a cookie you never got because you were scared you'd have to stay overnight at school? Have you ever had a bee sting your mom up her shorts after she just told you it was harmless? Have your, do you ever, ever had your wife make up stories about dragons and bunny pee? Or laughed at a bunch of girls in the men's room only to find out that you were being laughed at in the ladies' room? Yeah, you were wrong. Have you ever had your three-year-old tell you that you have a big mouth or had a, had to break up a massive turd to put it in a sack 
to get rid of it. <sighs> Whatever your story is, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we use your story, we owe you a sticker. G- email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And thanks to our patrons for all your support. With special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Yanni Streetspec, Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, don't lay on the ground and try to scare people. (laughs) Just think, hey, this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, John. Bye, James. Bye, chat room. And uh, bye, everybody who's listening. You can wait till the music stops, though, to end the podcast. Yeah, you you should join us live, guys, on Thursday nights at uh, five five o'clock central. You you never know what you're missing out when you're not in the live show. <laughs> True. <laughs> Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.